let's get it started. Broadcasting live from the Celtic Harp Studios. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is The Sportzilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, ESPN Utica Rome, now on 96.5 FM. Thank you so much for coming to Utica. Well, I'm from Utica, and I've never heard anyone use the phrase Sportzilla Show. It's a Utica expression. Rain, man. Good to go. Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm good, Rain. I'm good. Thanks for doing this today. No problem. I'll have an English muffin if you got one. What's that? No, go ahead. I'm ready. I'm ready. Aha! The Sportzilla Show, brought to you by Warner Sales and Service, starts now. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. So, Sportzilla Show, live and direct in the Landmark Building in the Celtic Harp Studios. With the glue guy, the boss, with Scoop, I'm Rain. Our boy Mike is on Facebook right now, live. If you want to go to at ESPNUR, you can watch us talk to an award-winning coach. Congratulations to Gary Heenan. The brain is in studio with us. The goop looks good. Everybody's talked about how good the hair looks. Well, I trimmed it up last night. We so. were we were actually, I, I, your ears might have been ringing on the way down here. We were chatting about the goop on the way down here. I, who was it with? Uh, we're not going to name names. Couple, well, I can't even remember. Yeah. I can't even remember, yeah. to be honest with you. All we know is... Uh, so many fans around you guys, you just don't know who was bringing it up. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's what it yeah. is. The it's elevator what it is. was full. Well, you're the hot topic of conversation in town right the about now. The elevator was full. Yeah. We ain't getting lit up on the Utica State office Come on. building. You are. <laughs> Wasn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. That was awesome. I think it's still going strong. I mean, you can't it's, take it down now. It's going to be up all week, and uh, I will tip you off. Another building is getting involved. Ooh. It's going to be good. Another tall building in town. So, yeah. All three of them? And it won't Four be lighting up windows. <laughs> It'll be another theme of sorts, but uh, it's cool. It, it yeah. is pretty wow, cool. All right. It is pretty cool. Is there Play any- fever. Catch the fever. Well, you've done this a time or two. Uh, you yeah. got any nerves? You got to still have ner- nerves. If you're not a little nervous just to be part of something, you know, big like this is bigger than you. You got a whole city behind you and a fan base behind you and alumni behind you. Yeah. And I'm sure you, you must hear about alumni spread out. All the above. You're, you're spot on. I mean, when the city starts doing this, uh, you get administrators on campus who are like, oh, other people have heard of us. And yeah, uh, there was some some moments. The building is going to be used for publications on campus. And I mean, that's pretty cool, you know, and then alums are reaching out. No question about it. Uh, they're getting a little fired up. They're starting to creep back into town. We had seven or eight prominent alumni come back for last weekend, and I know there's a, a good group coming in this weekend. And Is there any names you can drop for us? Well, like the 2018 championship team, the, the captains, Mikhail and Wetmore, and uh, yeah, they were all coming back last weekend. This this weekend, I understand we got some older guys coming from about 2010-11. Um, Phil Boots is a cop up in uh, the Indian Reservation, Cornwall Island. Uh, his my his name's he's coming in. He's a super guy, uh, but you're right. I mean, the buzz is coming around. It's building momentum. The alums talk to each other, so they'll start reaching out to other people that might be a little quieter, uh, and they're starting to chime in. So it, it's it's pretty neat. It's it's uh, it's good. Uh, do I get the fever? Of course. When you know your team's kind of like two years ago, I thought our team could have won an national team when we got snubbed. I really really love that team. I agree. Last with you. year we were good. We blew it in the finals the year before. I thought we could have won as this year. I don't sleep a lot because you're so nervous about screwing something up as the head coach. Uh, I believe in this team. I think there's something special there. Ultimately, you're not the one that goes on the ice, though. All the work that you do, 20 minute increments, 
It's well, on them. I tell you, we as you guys know, there was four seconds left in our game Saturday. Goalie pull situation, face off in our zone. They call timeout, draw something up. We see their setup. We call timeout. It's almost like a basketball chess match. Yeah, yeah. a little gamesmanship going on. The last four on. seconds took ten minutes, and uh, and we had a guy blow his wheel in his assignment, and they laid it across a cupcake that. Their coach must have just been like, yes, just how he drew it up. And uh, thank God the kid fanned on it. You know, but to me, you know, if I'm watching the game, I'm like, boy, did he didn't screw that one up. You know, but we had a guy get chop block going through. And uh, lesson learned, with four seconds left, are the refs going to call an interference call? No, it's mayhem. Like, it's do whatever the hell you want to do, whether you're on the offense or defense to get something done. Uh, and we told our guys, I mean, you can slash, crotch check, you know, do what you got to do is four seconds. Um, so fortunately, they missed the net on that one, but Baguetta would have had it, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. You know, you and I both, we talked last week that we both like our desserts, cupcakes, whatever, but Boy. we don't like it when they're goals. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. Gary Heenan is the brain and the head coach of Utica College Hockey in studio with us on the Sports Hill Show, ESPN Radio, Utica Rome, not 96.5 FM. Award-winning coach, by the way. I'm just oh, about to throw geez. it over to Scoop, and uh, I want to spring up that I see Coach of the Year here. Utica College men's hockey earns Big East Conference honors on Wednesday, and there it is. Gary Heenan, Coach of the Year. There's some other words we'll get to, but let's start with that. Well, this is a test, Coach. This yeah. is Wilkes. This, you've done okay against him, yeah. right? But this is a test. This is for all the marbles. It's going to be a tough game. Two nights of tough games. They're not going to lay down. You're not going to lay down. How do you keep the guys with their eyes on the prize? Or are they so focused you're not worried about that? Oh, I am worried about it. It's a it's a great question. I uh, I went absolutely ape, you know what, on the guys this morning. Uh, we showed up to practice like we were the cat's meow. Um, the arrogance um, reminded them of that. Um, Wilkes is hungry. We've had their number. It's been a good matchup for us. They know it's win at all costs to get to this tournament. Um, we kind of have the bad luxury of knowing, yeah, you know, you don't really have to. Uh, I hate that. Um, but, uh, you know, we've already had that chat yesterday just to say there's something special about having the opportunity to hang your name in the rafters forever. And do it here. Yeah. And so, you know, there's 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 a 2018 banner in the rafters that long after we're dead, we'll be lying, we'll be hanging there. And so that legacy chat, the timing is right now, saying uh, regardless of what happens in the big tournament, you get a banner for, for league championships. You know, and Rob and I talked about that, Ash, that is. Because mm-hmm. we've won seven league championships or something like that. You get more banners than them, you know? yeah. And he's like, Gare, we're not doing regular season champions. You don't hang President's Trophy champions. <laughs> he says, you do a postseason champion, I'll hang your banners. You know, we get to the Calder Cup, we, we hang your banners. And I love that, you know. So we've got two banners up there. They got two banners up there. You want a banner or in the banner? We want a banner. And and the banner has to be a postseason league championship. So that discussion's happening. So talk about your guys winning these uh, awards for the season. I, I You know, I think the, the, so the league awards aren't voted by sports information directors, the media. It's it's 100% the head coaches of other programs. So to, to get the recognition that uh, our players uh, have earned. Uh, it's it's a huge feather in their cap, and uh, and and I they deserve it. We've had a really good year, regular season. Co-player of the year, Connor. Yeah, oh. Landry up co-player of the year as a junior, which really doesn't happen. It's usually reserved for a senior. Defensive player of the year, Dan Fritz, and yep, rookie and, of the year, Brandon. 
and Oz ran away with the rookie of the year as you know for sure but you know as I I knew the release was coming out and prior to that we get the heads up a half hour reached out to those guys and, and just said look as nice as this is the you know the bigger awards it's for the team well not even I mean if these guys are into individual awards and, and listen some of us are motivated by that the bigger awards are the, you the all American awards so to speak the national stuff they only come if you win Correct. You know, and, yep. and last year, in my eyes, Greg Burmaster deserved an All-American award. We Without agree. question. Zach Borsois, defenseman, deserved all. When we lost that championship game, you know who got a, a forward spot and a D spot? Two Manhattanville players with lesser numbers. Because they won. Uh, so there is a nice message there for our guys to say, if that motivates you guys, then you still got to win. Are, since they're coming to town, are any of the 2018 guys going to have a moment and speak to the team because boy that eight to three game with Elmira I've never seen two teams going at each other's throats at any level of hockey like that that game that was something special that was effort like I've never seen yeah it's it's a great question Scooby uh, Kevin Valenti dropped the puck last week. He was a captain on that team. He works for Pavey Real Estate here in town and married locally, and we'll get married locally. And, uh, yeah, you want those guys around. I reached out to that class and said, hey, give me some, give me some emails of, you know, that I can post in the locker room on the cork board. Because those guys lived it. The discipline they had, I would never have had to chirp them in practice. They were laser-focused. Not Wouldn't have had to do what you did this morning. Yeah, I mean, they were just laser-focused. You know, and the chat today was... The season's getting long for a lot of people right now, and it, it's the guys who feel like this is day one. You know, they have that energy of, yes, I get to practice today when three-quarters of the teams, more than that, 90% of the teams are already home thinking about their golf season. So we got to make sure we have that energy, enthusiasm, and we don't take for granted what we got. Um, and we get after it. We, you know, we, we want to win a postseason championship. We want to hang the banner. Uh, it's a two-game series, and... We've had this team's number. They're coming out for blood. They're coming in here to say, They want hey, revenge. Absolutely. You want immortality. Yeah, exactly. This yeah. is not the team you faced in the regular not season. Not even close. Uber talented. I mean, they got the co-player of the year was was their guy, Flynn. Uh, he leads the nation in scoring. He's crazy talented. We've been able to shut him down. He knows that. He's going to be like, this team shut me down. What can I do? Um, so it's it's going to be it's going to be entertaining hockey. A lot of talent on the ice. Going to be a talent. chip on his shoulder. The whole team's shoulder coming in here, and you exactly. guys have to match that. Actually, you have to have a chip on both shoulders to exactly. take them down. So uh, six total Utah College players on all conference teams. That's a fantastic thing for the program, Gary. Coach of the year hasn't commented on winning his award yet, though. I guess my question is, will you be walking through the gym uh, at any point and just kind of carrying that through? So. You know, Sean can uh, see that. I can honestly say I was with Coach Coffey about two hours ago. He told me to ask you that. Yeah, and uh, and Coach Davis. Uh, yesterday, I spent some time with both of them, and uh, we've been there. I was there last year. You know, you come off a tough loss. You had visions of grandeur, and and your heads up. Your you know, and and uh, they're excited about what they got come back. They're a young group. Yeah, they, uh, they really got positive paths. Darius uh, Hopkins for sure. That kid can play. You know they're they're reaching out to me to wish us luck, and uh, both programs are on a real good path, real good path. So, but uh, you know when I when I saw coffee and we we did we shared an adult beverage about two hours ago. I 
I said, uh, I was with our soccer coach, and uh, he said, hey, coffee's reaching out and tell him winners only. <laughs> so <laughs> that was the text that went through. But he showed up anyway, and, of course, I had to buy him a drink. So, yeah, maybe he forgot his wallet. Um, we're going to ask him tomorrow. He'll be in here tomorrow. We're going gonna to wrap up this season. Is with he him. actually coming in or is he going to phone this one in again? Well, he's usually got practice to deal with. He's going to be in okay. st- in studio nice. tomorrow. Yeah, Apparently, practiced all morning all year, but okay. Is that what they did? <laughs> I like finding out this stuff. This is the content that yeah, we're all watching here for. the kids. The wife's all over him. All right. At ESPN Utica Rome on Facebook, that's where you can watch live if you're just joining us. Now you want to go back and check that out. Gary Heenan is in the studio with us. We're so excited for for these games this weekend. Have you been feeling it, like the the energy a little bit different in places you go? Because you're well known around. You're you're well known in the area, obviously. So you know, I don't know. You stop. I saw you. We've talked about this before. I saw you in Stewart's. But let's say you go to grab a coffee somewhere, yeah. or you're you're in the grocery store, or you're out somewhere with your wife and kids, yeah. or wherever you are off campus. Yep. People stopping you at, at this point in the season when you're looking at postseason and, and playoff games. It's even more so. Yeah. And I wonder how much the encouragement that you're getting, what people are saying no, to it's, you. It's, it's, it's why we love the city. You yeah. know, it's like the building. I, I just dropped my kid off at the odd and, you know, it's a different shift on. So the two Zamboni guys, uh, Randy and Bernsey, they guys are great. and they're awesome. They go coach of the year. You know, they're all excited as, as our guys are. Um, but you're right. I mean, uh, whether I'm dropping my daughter off at soccer or, or, or getting a coffee in town, somebody uh, somebody's always walking up to you. I had a coffee at Dunkin' Donuts earlier today, and uh, a Whitesboro hockey parent grabbed me and just said, I wasn't even looking. He tapped me on the shoulder from behind. Hey, we're pulling for you. So there's certainly buzz. Uh, you know, the tickets have been flying off the shelf in the box office. Those guys say there's you been got lines. any left. I, you know, I don't even know, but the, I know they said the lines that there's been there's been a lot of energy in that box office all week. We are Friday. We loved the crowds last week for two afternoon games, uh, and it was a loud crowd. So now yeah, you got the nighttime games. Oh, was, yeah. You're getting the Friday-Saturday crowd now. It's going to be Now electric. we're getting the primetime crowd, so uh, it's going to be a special weekend. Um, you know, we'll address that as our group. To, you know, you got to understand the the privilege it is to play at the ABC in front of that crowd and uh, and leave it on the line. You know, don't leave anything at home. We, I knew that your response was going to be one of – humility when we asked you about coach of the year, but how many texts, emails, phone calls have you received? You just got to be blown up right oh, now. There is. And it's, uh, of course you feel the need to respond. Uh, but Matt and I were talking about it earlier. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a testament to the guys, but the, you know, it's like the all American work. It's, it's, it's winning it all that, that actually matters. I'd love to get, you know what? I have never got, I'd love to get national coach of the year. You know, I think when you're young, this league, it, listen, it's great. I appreciate it. Um, been it'll, there, kind of done that. And a little perspective. Now. I'd rather, I'd rather win trophies for sure for the team. It, yeah. it, it's not blowing smoke. It, that's the reality of it. You know, oh, I, my it. wife yelled at me tonight. We're having dinner quickly before I got here. And the kids were like, dad, our security guard at school told us you got national coach of the year. And I said, <laughs> yeah, I did. And my wife said, when did you find out? I said about 10 a.m. this morning. She says, you didn't call me at lunch to tell me. I said, well, I, I don't know. It's not that, you know, come on. There's bigger, not a trophy. There's bigger things. Yeah. You know, there's bigger things right now. It's like when, before you have kids, you're about yourself. Once you have kids, though, their accomplishments actually mean more to you than anything you've ever done in your own life. And it's a, it's a similar type of situation. And I, and I expected that answer, but I just want you to know that the 
you deserve the accolade, the recognition, and the respect that you've gotten for building this program. I tell you this all the time, but you just you do a fantastic job, Gary, and we're grateful that you spend some time with us. No, I love coming in, and I do. I appreciate you guys saying that, and I appreciate obviously our fellow coaches voting for me. Yeah, um, and uh, and hopefully I can be their vote representing the league after this weekend. The success of the Utica College Benz Pioneers hockey team makes a lot of people in this community very happy, Scoop. You faced Wilkes already. Do you expect any wrinkles? Uh, anything worked up on your side? I mean, do you, do you guys do that, or is it pretty much a deal where it's like, we know what you are, you know what we are, let's do it? Yeah, I know it's a great question. Um, so, uh, fortunately, Nick Therian, and, and it's a staff award, no question about it. My assistant does all the video work, and he presents packages to me, and then we go through it, nip it, you know, and uh, we cut it all up to what we want to present the team. So we've went through their games versus us, their games versus opponents that they've beaten, they've lost, and, and you try and anticipate what adjustments they may make, uh, especially knowing that you've had their number a little bit. Um and then you've talked to, if you have relationships against opponents that they just played, you can call the head coach and say, did you see anything different? How would you beat them? So you're covering all your bases. You really are. There is less administrative work this time of year. It really, you can focus 100% on hockey, which is the luxury you have this time of year. We're leaving no rock unturned here. So we, we're trying to think one play ahead if that happens to have our reaction to that. But tomorrow, our video package, scout package to our team will be a little longer than usual anticipating that. Stick taps to you, Gary. We'll talk to you next Wednesday after you are a championship team. I hope so. I'm, call, yeah. I'm calling it right now. Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. Now at 96.5 FM. We're coming back with Jason Fitz. Hang on. It's the Sportzilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and 96.5 FM ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. And if you missed Utica College hockey coach Gary Heenan, catch the podcast after the broadcast. Wherever you listen to those, Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, at ESPN UR on Twitter, you'll find the link as well. Joining us now on the Sportzilla Show, Jason Fitz of First Take, Your Take, heard here on the Mothership. And leading things off with Jason, want to talk to you about the Knicks and the ongoing drama that is that franchise and the ownership of James Dolan. And, of course, the fiasco with Spike Lee. And we can hearken back to what happened with Charles Oakley. I don't know, Jason, that I've ever seen a public relations statement or a statement on the part of a team that was like that Knicks statement yesterday. Didn't sound like it was written by a PR guy. It sounded like it was right from the mouth of James Dolan. No, it did. You're right. And look, there's a lot that's bad about the Knicks as a whole. We all know that. I will say this, though, the other side of it, and you know, I've been, I think I'm the one guy in ESPN that's sort of countering some of this, like I, Spike Lee comes off like a petulant child at times in this. I mean, when you when you take it down to its core, he's been a fan forever. He complains that he's been a fan even though the team's been bad. Well, welcome to fandom. Most of us are fans of teams that don't win championships. That's just real for most of us. And then he spent, you know, he spends $300,000 a year for courtside seats. So does everybody else that sits courtside that's not named Spike Lee. And they all go through a special VIP entrance. And I will, in the most 
humble brag statement I've ever made say this. I've played Madison Square Garden. We played it for a sold-out show. And when you're playing Madison Square Garden, you still have to walk through one specific entrance. They don't give you any flexibility, even when they're writing a check to you to walk in the door. So I don't know what what he expected. I mean, I get it should have been communicated better to, to Spike Lee, you know, through it all. But ultimately, what did they do? They told him, hey, we need you to step off the elevator. Why? Uh, we'll step off and we'll talk about it there. He refused. Like, what else do you want them to do in that situation? The Knicks are terrible at, at a lot of things, but there's a part of me here that feels like Spike Lee feels like that artist or actor or musician that's had everything just the way they like it, and now they're pitching a fit that it's not. Jason, what do you say uh, the the Golics and Wingo, uh, your coworkers, made the statement this morning that the Knicks don't get the benefit of the doubt in this situation, and that and that kind of goes back to the the teenage boy that yelled sell the team to James Dolan or the way that he bungled the situation with Charles Oakley or just a lot of the just a lot of the mishaps in in dealing with him i mean it is truly the worst run franchise in sports and people are saying you know former employees of the garden and former players that have played in that building the mecca that you're on eggshells in that place, and he's a control freak. And if you anger him, well, then hell hath no fury like James Dolan scorned. And Jason, just yeah. Jason, just let me add that, you know, if he's going to accuse Spike Lee of perpetuating the drama in a statement, well, what does he think he's doing with that statement himself? Yeah, bring it. We love the point-counterpoint. Go ahead. You are so right about all of that. I'll say this. Like, I think Spike Lee going on first take was, uh, to, to me, he, he sounds like a spoiled, I have everything, you know, artist, right? And, and I've worked with some of those in the past. We all, I get it. The response from the Knicks is terrible and, and served them no purpose. And you are a thousand percent right that everything else the Knicks have done has been trash up to that point, right? So how do you, how do you sort of find balance all of it? And you don't, you know, there, there just isn't much there for us. And this is the worst thing you can ever have as an organization, as a fan of an organization. Like, it's easy to sit there and say, we need a new quarterback. We need a new point guard. We need a new center. We need a new coach. We need a new GM. What do you do when you have to just accept one day that your favorite team that is just part of how you bleed is owned by somebody that is not good at owning a sports team? That there's nothing you can do about it at that point. That's the most frustrating thing, I think, for Knicks fans because they're a passionate, loyal fan base, you know, that, that should have the opportunity to get a great, great team. But, you know what? So are Browns fans. Browns fans are passionate, loyal fans. But, you know, sometimes organizations just they kick you in the teeth no matter how great you are to them. How and, funny is that? You're talking to a diehard uh, Knicks fan, and Scoop is a diehard yeah, Browns yeah. fan. Two perfect examples. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. So aside from the Astros' bad PR, has there been any other sports teams that you feel like has done a worse job of PRing a situation? No, and, and part of that's because of the win they can get. You know, the Knicks, that's the thing. Like, sometimes the, the beauty of PR is to take the easy win. And the easy win is there for you with Spike in general because he's famous and he loves your team, right? And he's famous and he loves your team. And that's why so often we see, uh, you know, musicians and actors get this level of access, especially around the NBA, because it's great for everybody. So to mismanage somebody that loves the team that much is a shame. And, and you know, it's a shame for the Knicks and – you know, ultimately, there isn't an easy solution because I've asked Stephen A. straight up on the show before, can Leon Rose fix the culture you guys referenced about 
walking on eggshells? And the answer is no. You know, maybe winning can fix the culture, but why do we believe anybody's going to win? And and I've been saying it for two years at this point. The Knicks as a brand are irrelevant, and that's hard to hear for people that are my age that, that grew up watching the Knicks and, uh, you know, or, or older than me both that grew up watching the Knicks. If you are a kid right now playing in the NBA, and so many of them are kids, you haven't seen relevant Knicks basketball in your lifetime. So who cares about the Garden? And I'll always go back to this. As much as I love the Garden, I have it in part of my tattoo on my right arm. It's everything I've ever done in my life. I'm proudest of the moments that meant the most to me. I got them tattooed on a skyline on my right arm. Madison Square Garden is on my right arm because I used to sneak into that stadium or arena, I should say, to watch games when I was in New York for music. I used to sneak in as a little kid. When I went in and we played the Garden, maybe the worst show I've ever played as a professional because I couldn't control my adrenaline. When I walked in, and I was so juiced for it, I looked around at the guys I was touring with that were in their early 20s, and they just kept looking around and saying, hey, it's kind of a dump. Like, that's the mentality of young NBA players. Like, there is no part of the Knicks that isn't something other than just kind of a dump. Yeah. I, no, it, it's it's the painful, brutal, honest truth, and I can't dispute anything that you just said, to be honest. Jason Fitz from First Take, Your Take. This is the Sports Show ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, not 96.5 FM. We're going to uh, flip things up. You brought up access, Jason, and I'm loving in spring training for Major League Baseball, these players that have been mic'd up. Uh, there's a bunch of them. Uh, Brandon Nimmo on the Mets said he loves it. Buster Olney says you won't see it in the regular season. Anthony Rizzo talking about banging on the garbage cans. I'm sure you've seen all that. And there are other examples, but this is just fantastic for the game because they need to jump into the modern age. Other sports do a better job of this than Major League Baseball does. You're right. And look, I feel like I've learned more about the personalities of Major League Baseball players in the last week than I have in the last three years. And that's a problem. Because, look, being great doesn't make you popular. That's just unfortunately where we are. Like Being great at your sport doesn't make you a global sensation, unfortunately. What makes you a global sensation is having that it factor that people want to watch, they want to gravitate to. And that's a little bit of why we've fallen in love with the NBA because we fall in love with the drama between the players. It's the soap operas that everybody loves. And that's what Major League Baseball could be giving us by doing this. And I get, I've talked to Buster about it. I know he's adamant they won't do it in the regular season. If they don't do it in the regular season, that is yet another absolute mistake by Major League Baseball because, man, when you see these guys in these moments, it gives it meaning. And whether you're a casual fan or a diehard fan, when you see somebody processing it, when you see somebody having a good time, when you get these little moments, that's what everybody lives for. I'm a believer that part of the reason people are even watching the XFL is because they want to see the implosion on the sideline. Do we not want to see all of that for Major League Baseball? Yes. And Major League Baseball's got sellable talent that is absolutely playing at Hall of Fame, epic young levels and we're paying attention. So give me personality so that we will. It's a win for the sport. It's a win for baseball fans. It's, it makes it part of the conversation on every single show, and that, that can't happen just by home runs, just by strikeouts. It happens by personality. Jason, do you see in any way that Brady goes to your Raiders? No. And, you know, I, I, this, this one's easy for me. Uh, as much as I don't think he's going anywhere, He's not going to go to the AFC West where he's the second-best quarterback on the second-best team in the division. And the other side of it is, frankly, it doesn't make a ton of sense for the Raiders because they have a lot of holes on defense. Now, last year was a home-run draft for uh, Oakland, now Vegas. It was an absolute great moment for them. But they still have to replicate that kind of success in order to be a better football team. So 
they can't afford if they if they sign Brady and they go out and they give him a mega deal. They can't use the capital that they have monetarily to invest in a young quarterback also. So now all of a sudden you are going all in on winning a Super Bowl now, one year because you don't know if you'll get twos. You're going all in on one year, and they're still not going to be as good as Mahomes. And then what did they do in the future at the quarterback position? So I think all of this Vegas talk – is a mutually beneficial leverage play. It gives everybody an idea of what the market price will be for Brady. It also lets the Raiders sort of feel out what the, the trade value is for Derek Carr quietly. Everybody can do it without consequence. And through it all, I think Derek Carr is still going to be the starting quarterback for one more year in Vegas. Make sure you're checking out First Take Your Take with our boy Jason Fitz. As always, thanks for the time. Great conversation, as always. Look forward to next Wednesday. We'll do it again. Appreciate y'all. Have a great week. Yep. Sportsilla show on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. Coming back, and we're going to recap the Syracuse game and a little bit more related to Syracuse basketball and sprinkle in some NBA. All next. The Sportsilla show is now streaming on the ESPN app. Here's Wayne, Scoop, and Matt. Wacy Hamilton was the most recent guest on Utica Comets Insider on Monday night with Scoop and myself over the 72 Tavern, available wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, in our timelines, K-Rock Scoop at K-Rock Rain, and even at your at Scoop 16. Yep, yep, and then it aired here yesterday, am I right? That's correct. And then, of course, yep, it re-airs every Tuesday on ESPN Utica Rome. Uh, ESPN Radio Utica Rome, now 96.5 FM, officially boss. The glue guy, Scoop, and Rain in studio. Uh, Johnny Boychick of the Islanders got uh, just sliced in the face with a skate. Uh, he has tweeted, uh, facial recognition wasn't working, 90 stitches to close the wound. <laughs> He's got facial funny. recognition on his phone, so he can't use it. It's just um, <laughs> amazing. It, it could have been so much worse. Uh, wow. He said ultimately it was just the eyelid. What a lucky guy. Thanked everybody for their concerns and thoughts. Uh, just tweeted maybe an hour ago, so g- good news for Johnny. Syracuse basketball-related. Boston College made 19 shots from the three-point line against Syracuse last night out in Boston at Conti Forum. The Cuse ended up winning the game 84-71, to which is a 13-point differential. No opponent had ever made more than 18 against a Syracuse team. So it was record-breaking, but who the hell makes 19 three-pointers and loses by 13, Scoop? Boston College. Yes. Ah. A team... That gets shut down by Syracuse in every other way than beyond the three-point arc. That's essentially what it boils down to is they gave him that. And I'm sure Coach uh, well, Coach I wish you wouldn't have given him that many, but they just sealed everything else up and and, and did the job, and, and that's why they got a 13-point win. Yeah, let me give you a Jim Boeheim's post-game press conference remarks on why Boston College shot a lot of threes. He says it was personnel. Teams take a lot of threes against us anyway. They went to an extreme because I think they had to with the personnel they had. They were smart doing that, and you know they just weren't making. They had some open shots. I mean, they had some chances to keep it close, and they missed. They were also without their top three scores, but here's a, here's another telling number. Boston College, two for ten from the free throw line. Syracuse, 25 attempts. They made 21. Orange outscores them 21 to 2 from the line. I mean, goodness gracious. Wow. It, That's it, the difference in the game? Yeah, it's, it's the basketball game. Elijah Hughes was phenomenal as usual with NBA scouts in the building. He had 28 points, shot 50% from the field. Uh, he showed, I think he showed the NBA scouts everything he needed to. He's, he's going to 
do some workouts. We don't know what's going to happen until after the season. Obviously, one game left in the regular season scoop. And then hopefully, as you've stated, with some magical run through the ACC tournament. It, it would be nice. It's a long shot. But I think this is Elijah's swan song with the Orange. I would like for him to come back. But he's just got so much opportunity and so much money awaiting him in the NBA. How's a young guy turn that down when you got family and people you want to take care of for the rest of their lives with a huge contract? You don't want to jeopardize it with an injury playing college ball. And we always want a player like Elijah Hughes, who transferred from East Carolina, had to sit out a year. He's been very productive. He's going to get his degree. But we want... Any guy that's got that year of eligibility remaining or if it's in question, is he going to the NBA or not? We always are selfish and want them to stay. However, it's not for us to decide that. But it's interesting because people said the same thing about Tyus Bailey. And let's take this from the postgame press conference with Jim from last night after the win. He had said that Tyus Battles' father, Gary, had called Jerry, Jerry McNamara, and he said this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I anticipate guys going. That's I don't even plan on guys staying anymore. You know, I planned last year, obviously, Tyus. And ironically, his father called me the other day. I called Jerry and said, maybe he should have stayed in <laughs> But I didn't think O'Shea should leave, but I thought he might leave. So we prepared for that. But you don't replace a player like that. You know, if we had him with these young guys, it'd make a difference with our team this year. The glue guy's giggling. Were you giggling because of the enunciation and pronunciation of Jerry and Gary so close together? Uh, I was laughing at that, and I was also laughing at the fact that he said, yeah, I, I just plan on that. I just plan on them leaving. It's the harsh reality that a college coach has to face. Yeah, the game is, is different. We discussed that a little bit earlier in Conversation Scoop. Yeah, these guys uh, with so much money awaiting them in the NBA, why are they going to play college ball? I mean, it's it's math. It's simple. We have our allegiances and our loves and our loyalties to our college teams, but uh, opportunity and moolah, big bucks, awaits in the NBA. And you knew that Syracuse was going to win the game when there was a Jim Beheim jacket toss, when he throws the coat. They win the game. It's just pretty much been the way it is, and there was one, so they won. Of course, that had to happen. It's just basic logic, right? But let's talk about let's talk about a former player who we brought up a little bit yesterday who got a workout, and he definitely delivered and can still play. And, you know, Scoop, you brought up a great point that we forget about Deion Waiters having a season with LeBron already. So I'm sure LeBron knows what he's getting, and he's proven he can still play. The problem was general manager Rob Palinka, head coach Frank Vogel, Kurt Rambis, and the management of the Lakers buying in. Because the other choice is J.R. Smith, and we also discussed the five-year age difference. You're talking about a guy in his late 20s, basically his prime, as opposed to a guy who's in his early 30s now, and who's still got some game left in there. There's a headache either way you look at this, but Deion Waiters for the Lakers may be a decent addition. I would think so, and he addressed, apparently, in his meetings with the Lakers some of the issues from earlier this year and was contrite, was forthright, spoke on it, addressed the issues, admitted his part in those mistakes, which was probably very, very necessary for him to become a part of that organization. Now they'll just talk to their GM, LeBron, and see if uh, he can make it happen. (laughs) Uh, The glue guy asked me, 
to write down a note really quickly when we talk about the NBA today on the Sports Illustrated Show here on ESPN Radio. Utica, Rome now at 96.5 FM to ask about his Celtics. Yeah, just a really terrible fourth quarter for the Celtics last night. It's not as bad as being a Knicks fan, a member of the Knicks, or being owned by James Dolan. Well, I mean, you're not wrong, but geez, it's just a terrible performance. Would you rather be the Knicks? <laughs> Hell you no. You lost one basketball game. Get some perspective, man. Oh, you've got no argument for that because you're like, yeah. No, you're right. No, no I'm just I, I, I literally have nothing I'm, because, go ahead. I'll talk a bit more about the fourth. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, 21 points. They they blew a lead by. Um, they allowed 50 points in the fourth quarter. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. They played like the Knicks. Correct. Jeez, yeah. Louise, that's terrible. Yeah. But at least I don't have any celebrities complaining about ownership. Yeah, your team sucked in the fourth quarter yesterday. Wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. It's still not as bad as being the Knicks. But I feel your pain. And when it's when it's your team and your fandom, I totally get it. You know what? I would rather have those types. I would rather be upset about being a Knicks fan because of that than the rest of this All nonsense. everything else? Yeah. It, it's not only is it a, a dumpster fire for like 20 years of horrible basketball overall, but then it's the other extracurricular crap on top of it. Let's take that break. Uh, we want to talk about Eric Dungy, the XFL. A couple things quick on the NFL. That's all next. And actually, a former Yankee player. We've got to drop that in, too. ESPN Radio Utica, Rome now 96.5 FM in the Sportsilla Show. If Utica thinks that they are going to poach Stanley, they have another thing coming. We will burn Utica to the ground. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Live from the Celtic Harp Studios in downtown Utica, I'm looking at the Gold Dome right now, the Bank of Utica Clock Tower. Thank you, Tom Powers and the Celtic Harp for climbing on board with ESPN Utica Rome. Big fan of the Wings, big fan of Sundays with the Irish music. I love the burgers. That black and blue burger, the Varick Street Chicken. Love you. Hey, this is something that I wanted to mention that's going on in Little Falls, the Mohawk Valley Baseball Hall of Fame, holding its 2020 induction dinner, hosted by the Diamond Dogs, March 21st at the Travel Lodge in Little Falls, and former New York Yankees outfielder outfielder Jesse Barfield is the guest speaker, and the hall is enshrining Kevin Green, Tony Abone Sr., and Donald Albin. Uh, Doors open, cocktail hour at 5.30, autograph session, silent auction held, and uh, that would be quite something to attend. Uh, one of their one of their geographical rival, rivals, the Utica Blue Sox, actually were a former team of Jesse Barfield when they were an affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays back in the day. So, yeah, he spent some time at Murnane. That's pretty awesome. Then again, a lot of players have come through Central New York in all of these wonderful minor league facilities in the New York Penn League. So that was it's fantastic to see him coming back. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy that. Scoop, I was looking down when you were looking out at the Gold Dome, and I was looking at Attorney Robert Sawson's phone number, uh, or excuse me, Attorney Robert Sawson's name, because he has also jumped on board to take care of our phone lines for when we have guests like Jason Fitz on, or whenever we give something away. 315-768-1310 is the number into the studio, made possible, yes, by Attorney Robert Sawson. Awesome thing about Jesse Barfield, but how about locally as well, right out there in Cuse, the former quarterback, we've got to get a start for Eric Dungy. I'm, I'm feeling that movement. It's all over social media. If, you, if you've been on Twitter, there's a hashtag, start Dungy. Tons of Cuse fans 
are just pushing for this. And and they're tagging the Dallas Renegades in the XFL because Landry Jones is injured. He expected to be out for a couple weeks. We mentioned it yesterday. We just got to keep that push. I don't know if it's going to affect them and that they'll make the decision to start him. But boy, would we love to see that? I think we would. Would generate some interest and probably some TV ratings in central New York to have Eric get that start. Just think about how many broadcasters spread out across the country went to Syracuse to Newhouse and would go, hey, our 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 guy, our guy. Alumni would sit there and go, that's our guy starting in the XFL. That's that's something that matters. Want to see what he can do and show off his skills because really, this is not just the XFL, but these guys are auditioning for potential NFL jobs. They're Some of these guys are going to get invited to NFL training camps. I just want you to know NFL-related since you brought it up. Let me close with this today, guys. Mike Tannenbaum talked about, again, Dak Prescott, who we mentioned yesterday. And I know the Knicks are terrible, but Jerry Jones in Dallas is not exactly a well-run franchise. I think uh, Jerry Jones rolled the dice and lost twice. And and we've talked about this for a while. I think strategically they made a huge mistake last year. They didn't (laughs) prioritize a young, productive 26-year-old quarterback that's won 40 games. I, I don't understand it. Getting these guys is so hard. They did a great job. They got them. You're looking at Russell Wilson at $36 million a year. They had the same number of wins since 2016, 40 wins. If I'm Todd France, Dak Prescott's agent, if the number's not 36-plus, there's nothing to talk about. And here's where he has enormous leverage, guys. You have a new head coach in Mike McCarthy. When they roll out in OTAs and, and training camp with Cooper Rush, everyone yeah. knows it's a waste of time. Yeah, I don't think the Dallas Cowboys want to go into their preseason with Cooper Rush and not Dak Prescott. Happy and content with a fat paycheck. It'll be bad for Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones, and the Cowboys. We've got five seconds, Coop. Yeah, just get Dak in there. Don't be dumb. Yeah, he's the best option they've got. ESPN. How about Eric Dungy uh, starts for the Cowboys? Huh? Hey, I'll take that too. Just jump over from the XFL to the NFL. ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now 96.5 FM. It's been the Sportzilla Show. We're back tomorrow at 5. Have a good night.